Hey everybody, we are coming to you live from New Orleans, Louisiana. We made a, spe yep, my technical advisor and uh, the, the reason I'm able to get from one day to the next is sitting next to me because we have a very special guest and we didn't want to miss the opportunity to speak to the one and only Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, because for many reasons. Uh, one is, I knew uh, the person behind Elvira um, some time ago, and we haven't made touch base in a long time. And I saw the new book, Yours Cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark, and uh, 40th anniversary of the creation of her character. And I thought, God, if Cassandra would talk to us, I would be so happy. And let me just first welcome Cassandra Peters. Our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous <laughs> I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. I want to give a shout out to our good friends at Blue Mics. If you've heard my voice on this show any time over the past year, including right now, you've been listening to Blue Microphones. And let me tell you, after more than 30 years in broadcasting, I don't think I have ever sounded better. But you don't need to be a pro or have a fancy studio to benefit from a quality mic. You may not realize it, but if you've been working from home or using Zoom to chat with friends, you probably spend a lot of time in front of a microphone. So why not sound your best? Whether you're doing video conferencing, podcasting, Podcasting, recording music, or hosting a talk show, Blue has you covered. From the USB series that plugs right into your computer to XLR professional mics like the mouse or the blueberry we use in the studio right now. Bottom line, there's a Blue microphone to fit your budget and need. I can't say enough about Blue mics. And once you try one, you will never go back. Trust me. To take your audio to the next level, go to drdrew.com blue. That is drdrew.com B-L-U-E. Anyone who's watched me over the years knows that I'm obsessed with Hydrolyte. In my opinion, the best oral rehydration product on the market. I literally use it every day. My family uses it. When I had COVID, I'm telling you, Hydrolyte contributed to my recovery, kept me hydrated. Now, with things finally reopening back around the country, the potential exposure to the common cold is always around. And like always, Hydrolyte has got your back. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity, my new favorite, starts with their fast-absorbing electrolytes and adds a host of great ingredients Plus, each single-serving easy-pour drink mix contains 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, 300 milligrams of elderberry extract. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity comes in convenient, easy-to-pour sticks that rapidly dissolve in water, make a great-tasting drink, has 75% less sugar than your typical sports drink. It uses all-natural flavors, gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, non-GMO, and even vegan. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity is also now available in ready-to-drink bottles at the Walmart next to the pharmacy, where, as always, you can find it by visiting hydrolyte.com slash Dr. Drew. Again, that is H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E dot com slash D-R-D-R-E-W. Be sure to use the code Dr. Drew 25 for a special discount. Cassandra, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Drew. I'm hey so there. happy to be with you and not talk about STDs. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And and listen, well, I am hopefully we won't be talking about that, but you never know what we're, we're gonna get into here. But but I'm so appreciative. I know this is the craziest season for you. You're going everywhere, which way, every Halloween leading up to it and everything. So I appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. So I'm gonna get through this interview and get you on your way to wherever Elvira needs to show up next. I'm sure it's 20 places tonight. So thank you for being here. Talk to me about the book. What, what, why, why now? 40th anniversary of the creation of the character. Is that what led to the book? Well, it kind of, yeah. I mean, it's something I've been thinking about doing and talking about doing uh, for, oh, probably since I knew you <laughs> from, you know, the K-Rock mm -hmm. days. Like, I, and Yeah, it, it's like 25 I, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, so I, I'm always say, telling people I'm going to write a book about my life because I had a very bizarre kind of life before I became Elvira and everything became normal. Um, so I, I just kept thinking I'd do it. And finally, my friend, Pamela DeBar, who uh, wrote I'm with the band. Well, we know Pam. We know Pam really yes. well. Let's say hi for well, us. Yeah. A, yeah, I will. Uh, she's a great friend. And she said, 
honey, until you get an agent and you get a book deal, you are not going to write your autobiography. It just won't happen. And she was so right. You know, until I got a deadline and I got some money, I couldn't really sit down uh, and take the time to do it because I was running all over the country, you know, uh, doing my Elvira thing. So that's what got yeah. me to finally write it. I have so many questions, Cassandra. So, so Pamela, her life was very interesting all as well with all the intrigues with some of the rock stars she was involved with. And that's one of the things yeah. that interesting me about your life that you didn't, I don't think people really know. You, you met some of the greatest historical figures of entertainment and music. And some of them you, I think, went on dates with, right? And some of you were assaulted by, let's be fair. <laughs> some I was assaulted by, some I went date, on dates with, some I just met and were very kind to me. Others I met and they were total jerks. Um, but yeah, I don't know exactly how all of that happened, except I was in Vegas in the early days and it was quite different than it is now. Hmm. And and the, the two stories you, you mentioned to me in the past was Jimi Hendrix, so tell them that story. Yeah, I went to the Denver Pop Festival when I was about, uh, I think I'd already turned 17 by that time. And uh, everybody was there. Er, you know, I mean, it was like, oh my God, uh, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention and Joe Cocker and everyone. But the, the head lead act was Jimi Hendrix. And um, I got bopped in the head with a canister of tear gas when the audience. Uh, flooded the stadium, ran down to the stage that the police threw tear gas. I got hit in the head <clears throat> and taken backstage. Um, and when I when they patched me up and I was headed back to my seat, there was a guy standing in front of a trailer and he said, hey, you want to meet Jimi Hendrix? And I, I'm like, you know, yeah, does the bird, you know. <laughs> sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And uh I went in there and there was Jimi Hendrix sitting on a, a bed playing the guitar and we talked, we, uh, I have to say we smoked a little doobie there and we talked for about, <clears throat> I don't know, almost an hour until they said, Jimmy, it's time to go on. Uh, there was a little making out there, but it was all very, very innocent. And, um, <laughs> he really kind of, uh, explained what, what, uh, his whole thoughts then it was the Vietnam war. It was, uh, mm. America mm -hmm. was kind of going crazy, and and we talked a lot about, believe it or not, politics and how, you know, the uh, the pigs had come to the concert, ruined it all, you know. And, uh, so, so funny. Where, where'd you Where'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? I uh, started out in Kansas. My parents actually lived on a farm for a while, and we moved then to Colorado Springs, Colorado. So that's how I ended up seeing the Denver Pop Festival. It was only uh, seventy miles down the road. You should you should have called the book. Uh, we're, we're not in Kansas anymore, and so <laughs> and did your parents? What did your parents do? What, what did they stay together? What was your childhood like? Yeah, my parents stayed together until my dad died. They they were married almost fifty years um, before my dad passed away, and uh, uh, I had a weird childhood though. I didn't have a great relationship with my mother and. So I moved out when I was 14. I left home. Wow. And, wow. No, I know. You know, when you have kids, 14, you look at them and go, 14? Seriously, you can't even feed yourself. I don't, yeah. I, you know, I can't believe I really did that at 14, but I did. And I uh, well, made well, a living. It's, to be fair, to be fair, although we're not going to talk about STDs, um, a 14 year old <laughs> that, that, goes that runs away from home and stays away from home is being abused in the home in some fashion that that's how that well, happened so i'm, I'm sorry your mom was, did that yeah it was abusive she was very abusive yeah uh emotionally uh verbally physically so i yeah. just had to get yeah. out i kept trying to go yeah. back i mean i'd run out of money and things would happen i'd move back in and that would last about one hot minute and i'd be gone again wow um, and but it, do, but I, it does it does set you up for a career in improvisational comedy. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> okay, I've never heard it quite put that way, but yeah, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, 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 answer, then uh, that's how I supported yeah. myself, and I, I went to school during the day, uh, junior high and high school, and I go-go um, danced at night. Uh, wow. You know, it was like little. Fringy outfits with little white go-go boots, you know, that era. 
So it wasn't yep. what they yep. uh, think about as a go-go dancer today. Whole different story. Right, you weren't a stripper. No, it's not a stripper. If, if you remember, if you watch 90 Day Fiance's, Colty's mom was a go-go dancer. And so, so yeah, that <laughs> was, was a, that, the big head bikini girl at K-Rod. So I know what you're talking about. Is this one? Oh, wow. There you go. Okay. See? Yeah, yeah. I used to work at K-Rock when you were there. Yeah. She was oh a bikini. Remember the bikini girls? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so, Maybe. Yeah. And, 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 That's how we met. Is that how you two right. hooked up? Is that how you yeah. met? Oh, my God. Yeah. Sure, love line. Yeah. Love line. Back in the day. <laughs> and, wow. and so it's, yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. I think I met you one time, but. I was like a nobody. So. No, we last time I saw you, literally, <laughs> we went to these. We went to the City Walk in in Hollywood to track you down. You were signing a book in some Halloween store. The year this is twenty oh. years ago. Kid, the, our kids were alive, but they were little, maybe twenty five years ago. Uh, <laughs> wow! And and so tell wow. me in the book, you one of the, <laughs> yeah. And so two things I want to I want to shine a light on right now. One is that people don't appreciate. I, I keep I tell people I go no no no. Elvira, Cassandra, Cassandra knew what she was doing when she created Elvira. She, maybe she didn't know how crazy it would get, but I feel like you, this was an improvisational character. You, and, and as an improvisational actor, you knew what, you knew what this character was. You knew what you were doing. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are under the impression that I just kind of waltzed in off the street, got this part, you know, and they said, Hey, yeah. you should do get into acting or something. No, I've been, you know, a, a dancer, a singer, and a mostly out of work actress for, um, you know, 20 years prior to getting the part of Elvira. So it was kind of like, um, what's that saying that they have when opportunity meets something? I don't remember, but I did. Mm -hmm. I did Pre preparation, like I preparation, preparation meets yes, opportunity. And you, and you were, you were a Groundlings member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a ground groundling, and uh, which is, yeah. as you know, a very popular uh, comedy improv group here in LA. And uh, for four and a half years, I'd been in the groundlings with people like Paul Rubens, who's Pee Wee Herman, and Phil Hartman. Um, so I was prepared when, when you know, I say opportunity only gives you knockers once, and when it did, I was ready. <laughs> so there, you and, know. And, <laughs> and were you ever uh, up for SNL or any other improv sorts of shows, uh, Mad TV or anything like that? No, sadly, no. Well, you know, this this thing just took off. It kind of caught me by surprise. I I think yeah. I might have been getting uh, ready for those kind of things. But all of a sudden, um, Elvira came along. And you're right about I didn't think this was going to be a career move that was really that great you know i honestly looked at it as okay it's a little local tv station uh i can work a, a couple days a week and make 350 bucks a week and you know it'll kind of support me while i go on real acting uh interviews so yeah, yeah it was um, a, a big shock to me it still is it's 40 years later and i'm going what When's this thing gonna wrap? When's this thing? Gonna... <laughs> it's never gonna end. You create an eternal character. You have it, it. It will. It will outlive all of us. And but but I, I see that as just just great improvisational instincts. Like you, you knew you just. I feel like and this is what I tell people. Like just, you know, Cassandra was a groundling. She was you know well trained improvisational actress. Who when you stepped into this character, you you you. You not just embodied it, but you knew it. You knew it mm -hmm. in, in your core, and th that's that. People kind of respond to that. It's, it's I got to tell you something. The, in a weird way, I'm responding to um, the new vampire TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, in a oh, similar I way. It. I feel like they're. Have you seen it? Yeah, I love it. It's great, right? And Paul is it? Paul Rubens oh, yeah. was in it. Interesting. He was. Yes, yes, yeah. and that, that's actually the episode I saw when Paul was in it. Um, yeah, I feel you know it was it was funny, but. I think the other people that auditioned for this part, it was so cheesy. I don't even think actors went to audition. I literally think it was people who, who really did walk in from the street, you know, uh, off the yeah. street because KHJ put an ad in the paper that just said, wow. uh, looking for a horror host for KHJ TV. <laughs> so I don't wow, think they were getting paid. That was channel yeah. 13, right? That was channel, channel nine. nine. Channel nine. Was it yeah, nine? Okay. Channel nine. Who was the who was yeah. the uh, general manager when you were there? Oh, Chuck Bologna. Look how I met. Yeah, so Chuck. Chuck Bologna. I think I can say now, Chuck was my patient for twenty years. No way. Yeah. <gasps> Seriously. Yeah. And a dear and a dear 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 friend, like really a dear friend. Well, 
And is that weird? That's why I asked. That's why I, I, I knew, I <clears> knew no, that he was I, there for many, many years. I loved Chuck. We got along fantastic. He was great. I was so glad he was there. I actually think he saw the potential uh, of the character, you know, when it first started and, and uh, really got it. So, you know, thank heavens for him because there were other people there who were like, eh, I don't know about this, you know, but Chuck was great. And yeah. is, is Chuck no longer with us? Is that what happened? He, he passed away of COVID. I hope nobody reminds oh, me saying so, but no. he, he was really, no. yeah. And, um, oh really one of the, f my favorite people. And, and I, I started caring for him when he was still general manager at KHJ and then he retired and stuff and saw him probably 25 years, maybe 30 years. I took care of him, but, oh, uh, one of my favorite that. human beings. And, oh, um, I, I you make, I'm getting you know, emotional I, talking about it. <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. I'm sad. And yeah. one, another one of the staff that worked on my show for years, Danny McElroy, mm. he was a lighting lighting guy he just passed away from covid i mean mm. it's it's amazing i mean people just don't uh i don't know that they get the seriousness of this whole virus do you no it's a terror well they they do they're t i think they're burned out on it you know how old I mean? was he he was yeah. 80 something i mean he's older i mean he was old but if you're older yeah. it's serious shit it's if you are older it is serious serious shit everybody mm -hmm. but now the other well, thing i wanted to to yeah well yeah here we are here we are but yeah. the other thing is the the Wilt Chamberlain story was the other thing I wanted to kind of flush out a little bit because yeah. I never heard that story. You want to tell it? Yeah, I never told it to anybody. I um, really, I think my ex husband was the only person who ever heard that story from me. Um, mm. Yeah, I had known Wilt Chamberlain from the time I was in Vegas. He dated my roommate, um, mm -hmm. and it was a really nice, interesting, funny. Uh, intelligent guy, you know, for an athlete. And uh, I, I really, really liked him. And I met him again in, in Italy when I was over there, ran into him and he helped me out. Actually, I was kind of out of money and starving and he gave me a little money and he, he was so nice to me. And then when we came back to LA, he used to have big parties up at his house. And that this was probably the late seventies, I would say. And um, mm -hmm. I would always go up there with a friend and one day I went up there and Wilt grabbed me and pulled me in his closet and forced me to uh, perform fellatio. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it, um, which I later discovered is actually considered rape. Um, oh, that, that is a that is a that is an overt sexual assault. That is like a like a full on sexual assault, like criminal yeah, behavior. It, it, and it was, uh, it was, uh, there was no way in hell I was expecting it or, uh, con consented to it. Nothing. He grabbed me around the neck. I had big, uh, bruises on my neck. I wow. tried to get away but when a 300 pound, uh, seven foot six man or whatever the hell he was, wow. uh, grabs you. There's really not a lot of fighting you can do. And mm. then when he was done, I, he just left, kind of chuckled, looked at me and said, see, it wasn't that bad. Walked away. Mm -hmm. I was in a coma, kind of. I couldn't believe it had happened. And, uh, ooh, you know, I, I just guess I buried it kind of deep down and didn't think about it, didn't tell anybody. People keep, mm -hmm. people keep writing to me now on social media and go, why didn't you tell the police? I'm going, are you out of your freaking mm -hmm. mind? An ex-showgirl Also then, police, Yeah, know? also no. back then back then i'm not sure what would have happened you know what i mean it was a very very different time i i often you know will be watching something on tv about the 70s and i'll, I'll just go why did you guys put up with that what, what were you thinking and and yeah. susan said something very profound she goes we had another option that was it that was just those were yeah. our, those were our the only options we yeah, had that is absolutely is true right? deeply telling and i'm glad we've moved on from that and you know, our daughter's way on the woke feminist spectrum, and we and we like that. <laughs> we like that she has yes, the opportunity to be that it's way. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it and just one of your oh no, and let's let's everybody get the book. It's yours, cruelly, Elvira, memoirs, the Mister of the Dark. Uh, other other stories that they can read about there, so we can entice them to get the book. Well. One of my favorite stories that nobody seems to ever bring up. Uh, well, uh, I'll just mention a few things. I was living in a haunted house, but for one year, and this was right around the time that I 
probably met you, Drew. I lived in a tree on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, me. I, faint, I faintly remember this. So, yeah, what, <laughs> tell us about that. Yeah, wait, wait. Now, what was that all about? I kind of remember. I, yeah, I had a boyfriend who had played Tarzan in an in in an old <laughs> B-rated movie, and so he decided, I guess, he was Tarzan and I was Jane. <laughs> he built he, <laughs> he built a treehouse up in the Hollywood Hills, uh, uh, literally on Hollywood Boulevard, but up in the hills oh past God. Laurel Canyon, and um, yeah, we lived there for one year. We used the garden hose <laughs> from the neighbor as our shower. We had a porta potty that he would haul down and take to the dump every oh week. And, uh, <laughs> so you were a homeless person, pretty much. No, yeah, it's, yes, it's this is the this. Well, no, yes, but this is the degree of your sort of codependency on men and the bullshit <laughs> they put you through. <laughs> and they must, yeah, I guess exactly. that was, was that sort of your was that sort of your bottom? Was that was that where you without these men? Wow. <laughs> it was yeah. after after a year of climbing up and down this rope ladder in my high heels and tight skirts, trying to go to. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! I said, "Look, either we move and into a normal apartment, or I'm out of here." Mm, and to his credit, he moved with me, and we got an apartment. So, <laughs> so, uh, but it was quite an experience, and one that people haven't even brought up. That I have some pretty uh, weird yeah. stories there. Yeah, it's funny. You, you, you. I remember you mentioning it back then, and, and me. I sort of dismissed it. I was like, "What? You must be. It must be a pretty nice treehouse." I remember sort of talking like that, and you were like, "No, no, no not so much." No, it wasn't. It wasn't it seemed, pretty nice. It, it was. It was like the size I think of a we all had a, garage. Oh, we all had a certain amount of incredulity about it. Like, well, we don't need to ask any questions about that. She can't be serious. So crazy. And, yeah, and then in recent years, last almost two decades, you've been with your assistant, right? Your former assistant. Yes, yes. My um, she was my trainer, and then she became my assistant. Um, but we, uh, I, I fell in love with her. We were friends for six years. She was my trainer at Gold's Gym, and she was in a relationship with a woman, and I was in, I was married to my husband, and we became very, very good friends over six years, and. Um, after I got divorced, she was having a hard time and asked if she could stay with me a while while she got an apartment. And she came to live with me. And it was like a dream come true. It was so much fun. Suddenly, my ex-husband had moved out. It was a very dark uh, period with him. And um, she was there. She made things fun. She helped me out with my my child. She helped around the house. She did everything. And before we knew it, I don't know. I was falling in love with her. And, you know, I don't know what to say. That That's never happened to me before. People keep saying, are you, when did you know you were gay? And I, I keep saying I didn't, and I still don't. I'm, I'm really not sure. It just kind well, of proves all, yeah, the, all so, the gradients, so, that, yeah, so you know, between straight and gay. Yeah, not everyone has to fit into a category, right? At least I think we people understand that these days more than ever. And, and right. you, the way people used to talk about this, they'd say, "Well, I don't know if I'm gay or straight, but I fell in love with this person, and she happens to be a female." But I think right. now the way we would talk about it more is, "I'm fluid, and I fell in love with this person." Yes. There you go. Yeah, yep, that is exactly what happened. Ask your daughter. <laughs> How old is your? You have a daughter or a son? I have a daughter. Uh, she's twenty-seven. She 27. Oh, so you've got ours is to ours are twenty. We have twenty-nine-year-old triplets. So, what's she up yeah, to these days? I remember. Oh, she's actually being a DJ right now. How do you like oh, that? Really? that? Kind of yeah. what I was doing and you were doing. I mean, working at a, at a radio station part time. Um, oh, but really interesting. Music and art. Yeah. Um, how about your kids? Uh -huh. What are they all up to? What have you got? They're one's trying to, you know, like one's living in Brooklyn and one's an artist. She's a writer. Yeah, writer, and she's teaching a little bit at Columbia. And one's finished law school, starting a business, and the other is finishing a psychology degree and trying to figure out what he wants to do exactly. Um, wow, that's <laughs> amazing. I, I want to ask about some of the Rat Packers that you were involved with that because that's another piece of your story <laughs> I didn't know. So Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis, were you, were you just around them at that time? Or were you actually wow. friendly with them? What, how had that all go down, so to speak? Well, I wouldn't call it friendly so much. I, uh, Sammy Davis came to see my show one night. And I, of course, knew who he was very much because my parents. And, you know, he was in films and everything back then. So it was a big, big deal when he came to see our show. And he came with his mm -hmm. wife, Alta Beast. 
And I had this uh, very brilliant idea. (laughs) Oh my God. I knew that he had at one time lost an eye in a car accident. And I happened Mm -hmm. to have with me at the show an eyeball, like a a real glass eye that was concave. Oh, oh Cassandra, and, please no. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid yes, where you're going. Yes, now. yes. <laughs> Someone dared me to glue it on my nipple when I was dancing in Las oh, Vegas no. as a showgirl. And oh, no. I did, like an oh, idiot. No. Yes. Oh, and then no. I heard he was coming backstage. And I got to tell you, I was, you know, I wanted to hide in a, in a, underneath my makeup table or something. And he came back. Oh my God. Thank God. He thought it was the funniest thing he had ever seen. You know how he did that, that uh, knee slap, bending over, laughing thing? Yes. He yes. Me and said it was the funniest thing he'd ever. And he gave me the sweetest compliment, which I wrote down in my diary. He said, How can you be so beautiful and funny too? And, and I nice. love that compliment. That That's always cute. stuck with me. Nice. Thank nice. God he and, had and a I, sense of humor. That's all I can say. There's another book title Somebody for you. Somebody on you're, Twitch you're... said, "Could poke an eye out with one of those." Things. <laughs> put, a, put an eye. Put your eye out. And how about how yeah. about Sinatra? What happened with him? Oh well, not a very nice story about Sinatra. I uh, I was on a date with one of the Osmond brothers, Helen Osmond, mm-hmm. and his whole entire family. <laughs> Mom and Dad were with us on the date. Okay, this is how oh, we do it in the, fanta- in the fantastic in the Mormon world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're at this big dinner, and we finally get to meet Mr. Sinatra. He was throwing a big bash for his daughter, Nancy. And uh, I finally get to meet him, and all the Osmonds shake his hand. And then when it gets to me, he sticks his hands in his pocket, kind of leans back and goes, nice tits. And that Uh is all. I mean, I died. I mean, I didn't even think mom and dad, uh, Osmond, had ever heard that word before. You know, and oh, I no. freaking died. I just melted. I mean, that what kind of a jerky thing is that to say to somebody in front of a whole I, family? Well, I n- mean, not no. only that, I, I and again, pe- people only recently have started talking about how demeaning that is to you, right? As a human being, and, yes. and I, and that went off. That, I mean, just watch the series Mad Men. They 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 get into great oh, yeah. detail about how well. men treated women. Yeah. Yep. Uh, somebody on our oh, restream yeah. on our chat stream. What's that? Oh, I just wanted to Cassandra? tell you, but I, I did get my revenge. I uh, later years later, I went to a. I was working at Emilio's restaurant in Hollywood, and I was a coat check girl. And Frank Sinatra came in and checked his hat with me, and I spit a big loogie in it before he left. So that, <laughs> that was, <laughs> I wonder oh if you know this. Oh my yes, god! Yes, that was funny. my, my so some, revenge. So, somebody in our restream uh, asked, uh, "Did you know? Did you ever meet Sven Gulli? Were you ever appearing with him anywhere?" Yes. Of course, I didn't appear with him. I've met him at conventions, and I absolutely oh, yeah. love him. I love his show, which yeah. is on Shutter right now. I watch it frequently. Yeah, it's still around. He's funny. And then finally, I'm going to let you go in just a minute here. And by the way, this is a special oh. Halloween show. So Susan is bringing in a friend of hers who's a psychic after this. Oh, um, she's not- getting a psychic reading. Well, I'm going to I'm going to make oh. her talk about. You know, so she you Susan's, Susan's way into this because yeah. psychic reading. We can we can. Yes, I you. love psychic readings. Ooh, I would love oh, that. Oh, good. See, Drew. Do you, do you want it today? You have time for that? Yeah, she could. She could do well, it. Let me sure. sure time. This is sure. okay. I'm this is Halloween. Cassandra, do you know this is Halloween? Elvira's got to be in places. <laughs> I do. I don't have well, to do anything she's... until five o'clock today, so I have a little moment here. She's a clairvoyant All right. psychic. All medium. right, so we'll bring her in to talk to you. But but let, my last Ooh. question is uh, about Paul Rubens, because I I first of all I think he's just a freaking genius, uh, and Absolutely. secondly, when I met him. He's literally the nicest person you'll like in the world. He's like so sweet yeah. and so nice. A- am I yep. am I reading him right? Am I getting him right? You are reading him right. I love Paul so much. Um, he's just one of my really my oldest, dearest, closest friends. And you know, we have so much in common. I mean, Paul and I, uh, we have we are like uh, he's he always says we're members of the most exclusive club in the world. You know, it's just me and him. We're characters who own our own brands and so yeah. we have a lot about you yeah. know with each other but he is an amazing well, but, person but in a, in a, a, you know what's so what's fa- fascinating about that statement is i had not thought about it this way but but you 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 are the same professionally it's the same it's you're both 
extremely talented, well-prepared improvisational comedians who knew the characters you stepped into. And then the characters developed this life that took over. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is pretty amazing. There's not really anybody out there, maybe unless you want to go into musicians like, you know, Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie or Gene Simmons, maybe, but people that Gene, play Gene Simmons, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, and, yeah. He pretty and, much owns and, and has, uh, marketing and licensing like nobody's business. Yeah. Yeah. And then Elvis Presley, he, he was uh, in the Jimi Hendrix era, I guess, with you and he was important for you. Yes. Super important. Uh, my life would be so different if I had not met Elvis. Uh, I ended up talking to him at a party. He came and saw my show when I was a showgirl in Vegas. And then we ended up talking for, I'd say, like seven or eight hours. In that time, he gave me advice about my life and my career. And he, I had just become a showgirl, which my, was my dream at 17 mm -hmm. years old. And he said, you have got to get out of Vegas. This is no place for a young girl. You need to move on. And I said, but what would I do? This is my dream. And I just accomplished it. And he said, he sat down with me at the piano and we sang a little bit. And he said, you know, you have a decent voice. Go take voice lessons and, and you know, move into singing or something. So anyway, the, the long, uh, short story is that if it hadn't been for Elvis, I was the youngest showgirl in Las Vegas history, and I would now be the oldest showgirl in Las Vegas history, if not for him. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you know, there there may be a line of business there for you. I'm just saying, <laughs> Elvira could appear in Vegas, no problem. Um, oh, I seriously would. think about that. Think about that. You could build a whole show around it, but, but but and people would die to come and be a part of it. I mean, I could see it as an iconic thing. But but it, it's interesting to me how. We, we do change each other, you know, brains heal and improve other brains and, and hurt other brains. You know, we, we had the Wilt story here, how he hurt you. And uh, yeah. we, we, we affect each other. That's what it's, that's sort of, that's really kind of what I, I was hoping to talk to you about today. Cause I, I feel that from your story. Uh, I, we never talked about it really in detail like this, but I've always thought that was well, you. She that, used sexuality as her brand and to, and the stuff that you have to put up with, you know, you she did that. put up with some, it's a yeah. lot, but, but she didn't, she didn't let that define her, yeah. you know, and, and that's I mean, it's the, like a, a fight. Constantly. Yeah, but there's nothing, nothing wrong with using sexuality. No, it's just, not. it's just that at, at a time that was mistreated, you know, Sinatra, mm -hmm. Chamberlain, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad so to hear that Sammy Davis bit. wasn't, yeah, it is. That's true. I'm so glad to hear that yeah. Sammy Davis was not in that in that category. So, you know? yeah. so we're going to connect you with some Elvis of your, your past loved ones. Elvis too, maybe also, Elvis, right. Maybe Elvis will come say Well, you, is she coming in? Yeah, start? so after the break, we'll... Uh, okay, we'll take a break, and then we're going to bring in a friend of Susan's. Her name is Rebecca uh, Fearing. Fearing. And she is uh, one of your oldest, longest, mm -hmm. dearest friends. And she is, and she is... Uh, has an exceptional she's, ability she's you'll see she me. she will get we'll get her in here talk to cassandra cassandra how much time do you have like 10 minutes 15 minutes uh yeah i've got i've got like 15 minutes because luckily you're right. the, the real the real story good. i gotta okay. tell you cassandra drew wants his psychic reading so no 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 get you off as fast no as no no get his no what i want but is, i have a lot of questions i want her to i want her maybe you could sit with Rebecca for the first part when it's I would like that and then when I come back in it's going to be about um, no, the world should. I want to know what Rebecca is feeling about where the world's going because I'm very concerned about everything yeah. I'm really like upset yeah, tell me okay yeah exactly so here's what we'll do we're going to play a couple commercials and then we'll be back with Cassandra Peterson aka Elvira the book we can get I assume everywhere is that true everywhere yep Everywhere. Everywhere. It's on the New York Times Please bestseller list for three weeks. Yay. I am not surprised. Awesome. I'm not surprised. Yours cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs of the Mystery of the Dark. Get it now while we're uh, running these ads, and we'll be back with Rebecca Fearing and uh, Cassandra Peterson and you after the break. Here with my daughter Paulina to share an exciting new project. Over the years, we've talked to a ton of young people about what they really want to know about relationships. It's difficult to know who you are and what you want, especially as a teenager. And not everyone has access to an expert in their house like I did. Of course, it wasn't like I was always that receptive to that advice. Right. No kidding. But now we have written the book on consent. It is called It Doesn't Have to Be Awkward, and it explores 
relationships, romantic relationships, and sex. It's a great guide for teens, parents, and educators to go beyond the talk and have honest and meaningful conversations. It doesn't have to be awkward. We'll be on sale September 21st. You can order your book anywhere books are sold. Mm -hmm. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, and of course, your independent local bookstore. Links are available on drdrew.com. So pre-ordering the book will help people, well, raise awareness, obviously, and it'll get that conversation going early so more people can can notice this and spread the word of positivity about healthy relationships. So if you can, we would love your support by pre-ordering now. Totally. And as we said before, this is a book that both teenagers and their parents should read. Read the book, have the conversation. It doesn't have to be awkward. On sale, September 21st. This is our special Halloween show, and this is my costume for this evening. Once... Uh, Susan went, uh, I'll have cape on and a hood and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I am the Venetian, um, what, what do you call it when there's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when there's a pandemic? Venetian. Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, my I God. I forgot the name. All right. Anyway, when there's a, a massive plague, Venetian plague doctor, this is what they used to wear in the 16th century. So here we are. But uh, I'm, next to me is Rebecca Fearing. She has intuitive talents. And we're going to talk about uh, Cassandra's life and... Uh, See if anything comes through for her. And then after we talk to Cassandra, let her go. You guys hear me? Everybody hearing me okay? Caleb? Cassandra? Oh, uh, yes. You're there. Okay. Yep. Everybody hears me. And after we let Cassandra go, we'll talk about the state of the world. So, Cassandra, <laughs> my friend Rebecca Fearing here. You can find you where, Rebecca? At RebeccaFearing.com. Oh. How, how do you spell Fearing? F like in Frank, E-A-R-I-N-G. Or you can call 818-853-1123. And you can find me. I'm really everywhere so if you just look on the computer under rebeccafearing.com you'll find well, me here's here's another costume coming by with her her chin look behind you rebecca <laughs> um, okay. i love your life so, rebecca I, cassandra you. i give you rebecca go ahead you have any questions cassandra? Hi, how are you i'm actually you really good and yeah my last name is um it's uh, real, and people always laugh. They, they say, "God, you have the last name Fearing." Am I supposed to be afraid of you? And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'm good." Yeah. Okay, so you know, I'm also um, a medium. I'm a clairvoyant, clairaudient, and a medium. So I do communicate with people on the other side, and you just wow. have to be open. And um, I do talk about the colors that I see and perceive in your aura, your energy also. So I'm kind of a one-stop shop psychic, <laughs> as you want to oh, say. And um, so are you open? Are you ready? I am. I'm totally ready. Okay. So let's see what I have for you. Okay. First of all, your aura is really um, beautiful and sparkly, a lot of pink. So I feel very strongly that you have a lot of love in your life and that doesn't have to be in love. Although I do see something about in love. Um, I say a lot of red, which is the creative side. I also find yellow pushing forward with projects that are not from the past. They're new projects. So I would say be open to really having new projects and new opportunity uh, because they're right in front of you. And behind that is green. So you're not doing it just to do it you are making money at them also um are you open to still going out and promoting and seeing people in person is that correct oh yes absolutely because mm -hmm. you're going to be really really busy so and you look fantastic i had somebody i said that i told them i was going to meet you they wanted to know what's your secret of your beauty and that was a gentleman that i spoke to today oh, wow. <laughs> if i had a secret you can believe me that i would be bottling it and selling it on my website right now but I <laughs> <laughs> he said you're an endless and timeless beauty so he's a big big fan oh. Oh, <laughs> and um i'm also feeling um two residences so um in your aura you have a lot of dark blue which is usually associated to um real estate or it could be homes home remodeling but i'm curious are you going to be doing something with a home i see you are but i'm curious is that accurate are you doing any kind of movement with your house changing moving <laughs> putting things i cannot believe i can't even believe you're saying this i just bought two houses in another state and i am in the middle of selling two houses right at this moment Oh, that's why I thought because in your aura, it has that color blue that is always associated to real estate. And then I kept feeling like you were picking new things out for houses. And I did see two. So that makes sense. You're really working with four properties, but I see two new ones also, which is going to be 
I love it. I love where you bought them. I love the location. And they also have a good resale value once you want to sell them again, if you want to do that. Hello? We're losing Cassandra. She's breaking up on us. I'm losing her. Cassandra, you still? There you are. Uh Uh-oh. It's the spirits. Yeah, the spirits are coming in. Caleb, maybe you can help us with this. I don't know quite what happened. I'm checking on it. We need to reboot reboot things. You guys are still there. I'm checking on hers. Here she is. Can you you hear me? Got your back. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm just flabbergasted. That's when I fell on the floor uh, after she said that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also seeing a lot about your mom. Because I felt I felt your mom around you a lot, but that doesn't mean she's passed. It could be that your mom's alive, actually. But I have a lot she coming in about passed. your mother. Any okay? Because she's I feel like she wants to question. She wants to talk, and uh, she wants to first of all let you know that she's good and she made it safely to the other side. But she's very much around you. You must have been. Were you close to your mom? She seems to be very much like well, around you yeah. now, actually. We had a very bad relationship uh, most of my life, but we ended up really on a, uh, I, I ended up taking care of her and we grew a lot closer and a much better relationship by the time she passed. Mm. Mm. Well, that's yeah. good because she's um, your biggest fan now. Maybe she was before oh. and she just never let you know, but she says that she does come in the form of sending a dragonfly. She doesn't want to say hummingbird. That's too common for her dragonfly so if you see it out of nowhere you'll know that's a sign from your mom i don't know why she picked that but that's what she told me too <laughs> and I'm she told me that mm-hmm. she told me also um i don't see that you have any tattoos but do you oh yes i have one. Oh, because your mom said well you know she does have a tattoo <laughs> oh i was like oh i don't know <laughs> okay you're kidding because my mother hated the fact that I got a tattoo when I was like, I got it when I was about almost 60 years old and she just was, couldn't believe it. And every time we'd talk to somebody, she would say, Oh, she got a tattoo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's saying it now, but not so mean. And she says, you know what? If you get another one, then just get a really good artist. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Uh-huh. And then, um, do you have any, do you have any questions for me? I mean, I do know that you have all these creative projects coming up and that, uh, you'll be excited about that. And do you, you know, you, I don't, I see longevity in work for you. So I don't think there's any quitting. It's just when you decide not to work. That's don't, all. don't ever stop. Yeah. Don't ever stop. Don't ever stop. Yeah. One I other know, place I, I wanted to go ahead. Oh, I wanted to mention Spain to you. Because I do believe there's some foreign travel around you. So I'm sure you have your passport intact. And I see, I see that kind of warm climate like Spain, possibly Italy, but it was really strong around Spain. Wow. Yes. So planning okay. um, any trips? I went to Spain not that long ago, but I am thinking about actually eventually moving to Italy. So to oh, Italy. Uh, oh, where? I am thinking about the Umbria region. I traveled a lot oh, nice. in Italy and spent a ton of time there. I actually speak Italian and I mm. really love the region. Yeah. Uh, kind of around Umbria. Around the problem is we won't, we won't let you, Americans won't let you go. We won't let you, <laughs> we, need, we want you on our, we want you with us. Well, I would have to tell you about 150%, which is a big percentage, right? That you will buy a house in that area. And whether you live six months wow. or, you know, whatever, but you will definitely be able to do that. So I would start looking, try to arrange it. And um, yes, you will do it. I'm, I mean, a hundred percent. I've already been looking. I've already been online <laughs> for a house in Italy. And I'm, here I am in the middle of buying two houses, selling two houses. And what do I do? I spend my extra time, which is almost nothing, but looking for a house in Italy. Cause I, I just feel like I need to move back there. Amazing, Rebecca. Wow. And you know what? I am blessed. Yes, it's part of 
And you know what? If you believe in past lives, which people don't, but I do because of the work I do, you've lived there before. You were happy there. You were there with a little dog there. So I have no idea if you like dogs, but there is a dog attached to you. <laughs> wow. You know, I have to tell you when I, when I lived there, um, when I went to Rome, I was probably around 20. I was there from about the age of 20 to 23. And when I was in Rome, uh, when I got there, I found that I was able to walk around the city and know what was around the next corner. And yeah, I told friends that I would be with, I would say, I have been here before. I know that when I turn this corner, this is what's going to be there. And I, I would amaze them because I felt like I had lived there before. Yes, I'm, so, I'm almost sure of it. Yes, so that makes sense to me because that's what I was um, perceiving. I had a vision of you there. You looked a Agrippina. lot like you. Yeah. <laughs> you were Agrippina in another life. Uh, I looked a lot like what? I, I, I was, I'm joking, but Nero's mom, Agrippina. Oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, I got goosebumps like all over when you when you said that about having lived there before, because mm -hmm. I kept saying to everyone, I, I feel like I have lived here before, but I never had, you know, not in this lifetime anyway. Mm -hmm. Not in this lifetime, but in another for sure. And then um, this name is a common name, but I do see it around you is the name Sam, S-A-M. Do you have anybody close to you now with the name Sammy? Could be a man or a woman. I, I think I it's do. more a man, I but I. Two people. Uh, one is my car. My car is named Sam. The other, <laughs> the other is my uh, <laughs> a very close director friend of mine, who I named my car after. A very close friend of mine, Sam Irvin, who directed my movie uh, uh, Haunted Hills. <clears throat> so yeah, he's he's a very close friend. And he um is, and he's alive. That's correct. Yes. Yep. Yes. Because he wants to talk to you. So when you get a chance, give him a call. He's, uh, yes. I don't want to say he's dying to talk to you, but he is wanting to talk to you. So when you get a break or get a chance, please give him a call. And I know this is kind of strange. Yeah. Have you ever, um, did you know his mother at all? Because she's passed now. Is that correct? Correct. She is passed. I did not know her. Yes. She told me to tell you hello, Cassandra. And she said, when you call my son, whether he believes it or not, I've made it safely to the other side. And I'm so proud of him. And I love him so much. And just will you please oh, tell God. him hello from me. You're killing me because they had a, a, a hard relationship because I don't want to expose too much about him, but he is gay. And, and it was really, really difficult for him to come out to his parents mm. and, uh, Mm. And that has been a big uh, kind of tragedy for him because he loved them so much. And then when he told them he was gay, um, that kind of fell apart. So when I, I am going to call him the second I get off of here and tell him what you just said. Yes. That was so beautiful. She wanted to say that she's in heaven. They're more enlightened. They have just, who knows, different expectations. Maybe when they wanted grandkids, but they could have still had them. But um, yes. And please tell him that they're very proud of him and they, well, she, it's his mother talking and that she does yeah. want him to know how much she loves him. Oh my God. I'm going to call him immediately. That will make his day or week or year or maybe life. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Well, great. I'm glad he came, you know, that I had that and the people, his mother came through. She seems to know how to get a hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is wow. amazing. Well, Cassandra, I know you've got to go. Uh, now we've given I you do, some marching I orders. Do. You're going to have to, I insist you stay in touch with us. It's been way too long and uh, I've missed you all this time. I've thought of you many, many times over the years. And so that's why we always a little pushy when it came to getting getting back in touch with you. When I saw that the book was out, you had new life revelations. I just thought I, I have to talk to Cassandra now. Well, thank you. I felt the same way about you, Drew. I really did. I always th thought about you. I'd see you on TV and go, oh my God, I just love Drew. I mean, we had a great time together back in the day, I think, didn't we? It was so fun being yeah. K-Rock. And, 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 and did they, 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 in my stream, they were asking, but did you mention K-Rock in the book? I didn't. I didn't even get to that part. I said that this is going to be for my second autobiography, I guess. Uh, so yeah, because we had quite a quite a thing going on there at K Rock. It was really some fun times, right? It really was. It was a, a little lightning in a bottle or Camelot or something. But 
So I know you, she has to go and be Velvira all over the world right now. So, so go do it. I know you've, you've been very generous with your time and, uh, I will, we will see you when the Halloween stuff settles a little bit. Okay. Yes. And one more thing, you have a universal NBC around you. So, you know, don't be surprised if, uh, they call you for something. See you over at universal (laughs) NBC. Okay. You just completely freaked me out. Rebecca, I'm going to call you (laughs) again, like tomorrow. Cause okay, great. I'm not believing you just said that. I can't tell you why. But I'll tell you later. Okay, that's so great. Well, you have my contact information. All right. Uh, just oh. VIP. <laughs> it's right. in right we'll, away. We'll leave it there. You, you call Susan. Come in. So much she for needs the reading. The Rebecca's. She needs Rebecca's contact okay. info. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get we'll get through to you. So don't worry. So also, somebody please, please. Yes. No. no. You know what, you guys out there, I don't need to research anything because Drew just asked me to do this anyway. No, no. Listen, we yeah. did, we did not know that uh, uh, Cassandra would have the time for a reading, okay. and I, had, I told oh, yeah. Rebecca that would not happen, and that she waited downstairs for two hours with my dog, <laughs> with her dog, <laughs> and, and we were at a wedding all day. Yeah. Before this, any of this happens, so there's no way she researched. No, I, I don't need to. No, 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 I'm so well known at this, and I don't have time to research. And <laughs> anyway, so no, I didn't. But that's okay. I don't have any of this stuff. I don't have any of the stuff that you talked about in my book. So there is no way you could have researched <laughs> that stuff. It is not no, in my book, no. and nobody knows except my, you know, very, very tight inner circle. Mm-hmm. I, amazing. Thank now, you so much. All of my, all of my viewers. So get, get okay. on your way. Scram. Thank you so much. Okay. See you yeah, soon. Love you. Love you guys. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Susan. Bye. She said bye to you, Susan. So bye, bye, bye. So, so we now have a little bit of time here. I'm watching the restream here, guys. Um, I want, I wanted to monopolize Rebecca's time here to talk about the world because you see, she's very intuitive and thinks about things a lot in a way that I don't think about things. And so I'm interested for this special Halloween program we're doing today with Elvira and Elvira's reading and now reading for the world. What, what I, and before, when she was downstairs, we were drinking coffee. I said, I, I'm more interested in what, what you feel about the world. Cause I'm unha- upset yeah. <laughs> all the time. So what, 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 what are you, can you reassure us or is it going to get worse first or what, what's, what, how can you help us? Well, I do believe, um, Again, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I, when COVID first came out, I said, look, it's not going to be gone right away. Please don't get upset, but prepare. I do think by 2023, it'll be starting to really get better. People can travel more freely and not be afraid. I hope I'm right. I well, also- you know what? Even if it goes away in the next six months, it'll take another six months for people to calm down. You yeah. know what I mean? This thing is like people are wound up about it. So Yeah. So, you know, surprising. I mean, thank God I... I mean, I got my COVID vaccination. I've never gotten it, never got the variant. And so I'm not going wood about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but I also do feel like the interest rates are still good for real estate. I think they will continue to stay that way. Okay. Um, the stock market up and down a little bit. So you've got to really be kind of- um, A stock picker. Yes. Pick your stocks. Pick your stocks wisely. Um, and then- um, I, I do. I remember when I, I said something about, do you want me to, can I mention Trump? Is that okay? Yeah. I, I didn't think he would be, um, I remember when people thought he would stay in office and I'm like, no, he's not gonna, no, he won't. Mm -hmm. Some people are upset. Some people were happy. I know he's trying to resurface. I don't know if that'll happen or not. I do know that though. Don't panic people. I feel like our economy will still stay stable. That's nice. I also feel, I personally feel like this country, when it gets polarized, some middle something rises up, some mm-hmm. sort of some sort of middle ground or something. Like you know, back to Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln. Are we right. going to see a great leader? Not even a great leader, just a, somebody to, co- to bring us together in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I think they're in the works because there's people that are even we wouldn't even have thought about maybe starting to come out. Some people are afraid of politics, but now they're going to say, "Look at I don't. I, 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 have, I have to. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. I have nothing to hide. Why am I afraid?" So I think we're going to come across some really great people that will come out. I can't say what party, you know, I just know that um, we're going to be in a, a season of triumph, not despair. Oh How's my that? God, you make me feel better already. Yes. See? How long mm-hmm. is it going to take? Like 10 years or? No, no. With this quick. being the coming years, not, wow. too, not too far in the future at see? all. See, positive, mm-hmm. positive mental attitude for the future. Yeah. And I'm looking for, you know, I live in California. We've had a little series of earthquakes, but you know, we're used to that. So, you know, I always tell people to prepare for that. For earthquakes. Yes. We gotta get, I gotta get a generator. Every yes. time you said, I've gotta get a generator. Gotta get a gener- generator. We have, we've had little shakers lately. 
You know, I, I had I was doing a show on uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, you were out here in New Orleans, and I I, I stopped because I think I think we just had a little earthquake. Yeah, we've <laughs> we been having little ones yeah. all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that though that foreign travel is going to get safer. Like I said, 2023, it's going to be really rocking and rolling, very busy. So, you know, this is a good time to put on your bucket list where you want to go. I don't say necessarily buy your tickets yet, but put it on your bucket list because people are really going to be out there. If you go over to the um, Umbria, you'll find uh, Cassandra Peterson there with her. I hope her girlfriend's with her still (laughs) (laughs) out there living in their new Italian villa. Yes. Crazy. Uh Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it came around Italy. Yeah, it came back around that yeah. it was Italian. And she's, yeah. I felt like she's going to get a house 150%. Yeah. And then I'm also looking um, a lot of, we'll hear some celebrity marriages. Yeah. I mean, we've already heard a bit about, you know, Kardashian and mm. Blink. What is that? The Blink. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Travis. Travis. Travis I'm glad to see him happy in some ways after all the. I've known Travis for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, I got and it. And he was in a plane wreck with yeah. his friend uh, DJ AM, who was a dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, ugh, it was terrible. But yeah, Travis is a very good guy. It's good to see him happy. Good guy. I agree. And um, some other, you know, celebrity weddings we'll see. And um, So life is going to kind of go on, is what you're saying. Yes, I don't. Life will kind of go on as usual, except mm-hmm. that we'll have some more. Stability in the economy and some more sort of happiness from leadership, better, you better leadership. Know what your dad mm-hmm. about COVID. My dad? The other day, you were like, Okay, so she wants to know what my dad, who's passed away, thinks about COVID or thought about COVID. Or Well, he's just glad that you survived it. Let's oh, put it nice. that way. That's nice. I and that too. it's, you know, I mean, I don't think it came from bat meat, but, you know, some say it did, some say it didn't. I don't. I don't think your father agrees that that's where it came from, but I don't want to say completely. Mm-hmm. He's just really happy that his son is healthy. Yes, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. And um, and then I also see, um, look, at we're here in NOLA, New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. The people are so resistant here. You mean like like resilient resistance? Yeah, re- yeah. They they. You've, I, I, mean, I told the mayor. Re- I meant resilient. Yes, yeah, I, I told the mayor last night. I said, you know, I'm so impressed. These people, they want to live. They like yeah. they like engage. They want yes. to go out there and they want to get on with it. Yes, you know? every yeah. every Uber driver I came across yes. is is a person that has lived here. Yep. and loved it. Yep. And I, yeah, resilient to what's gone on here, mm-hmm. and it it is full of life and. It's full of like, I don't know, it has, it's like any city, they're a little dark, but you know what? It's quite interesting. And if you talk about the ghost, like Madame Laveau, you know, she was not exactly what people think. She was very Catholic. She helped the sick. She worked with prisoners and um, she happened to, you know, I was able to connect her a little bit, but she was surprisingly somebody who really was a good person. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I, I, you know, I always say that I have my dad's voice in my head of sort of being incredulous, like what the, a respiratory virus shut the world. We had like yellow fever and polio and, and tuberculosis and, and a respiratory virus shut the world down. Like what? <laughs> yeah. He, he was, he would have been like confused. Like what's happening? Well, that, he was, he was just like, he, he, he doesn't, you know, he's trying to expose what happened, but he doesn't want to really, you know, completely. Oh, I see. You mean where it came from. You're yes, talking about, yes. Oh, you're telling me something. Mm-hmm. It's not from the bats. Okay. Well, I think it that's pretty clear. It wasn't I mean, bat meat. Yeah. It yeah. Just, it's pretty you know. clear. It's a bat virus, but it didn't come from a bat. So no. How does, just saying. how does it feel about that? Well, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, completely say, but you know, he doesn't want to scare people either. Mm. Um, and I think maybe we're in some ways we're safer if it didn't come from like the bat meat. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Jessica B wants to know. It was an accident. Accidents happen. Jessica yeah. B wants to know if I'll be president. Me. Um, you know what? He would probably win, but I'm not sure Drew really wants that. No, I'm not sure. I want that either. <laughs> okay, I yes. really, thank you for that. You do know me. Drew for president. <laughs> and Drew and for really, president. more yeah. than I don't want it, Mrs. Pinsky really doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah. You have to wear that red wig more often just to hide out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, any other questions from you guys on the stream here? We're just goofing around for a Halloween show. If you have questions, I'm watching the uh, the restream here. Uh, it's been a very interesting show. Rebecca, thank you for being here. Tell people again where they can find you if they want more. Um, Rebecca Fearing, F-E-A-R-I-N-G dot com. Or take the number down, 818-853-1123. Um, if the phone is 
full with messages. Call back the next day. I get a lot of phone calls, but we do respond to everybody that calls. Uh, Tom Cigar is asking if I'm going to be on the Joe Rogan show. And uh, last night I spent a couple of hours with Joe and Dave Chappelle and Tom Segura. And Joe and I made plans for a possible Joe Rogan appearance. So you don't need Rebecca for that one. I can tell you about this one. Yes, he will. And yay! About time, about time. (laughs) <laughs> and so, and by the way, I had the uh, thank you to Jeff Ross who got me into the uh, arena and then the backstage area. Uh, the three, the four of them were hysterical. The city of New Orleans sold out the arena and were so enthused to have them there, just speaking their mind and being funny. And it was a sensational show. Dave, who if he's out there, Mr. Chappelle, whom I hadn't seen in years, was uh, just such a delight. And and he is, and guys, he is affected by all the shitstorm that's around him. Like any of us, we it affects us, and it it's, it makes us unhappy. But I, you know, we should get out there and support him to speak his mind, whatever it might be. He's making a point when he says these difficult things, and listen to his point, not the difficult things. You you, you can have your reactions to it, but re, what if you're going to take issue with something, take the issue the the reason. He's, he's saying these difficult things. So that's my two, two cents on this. Anything and else watch it the all the way world? to the end. Oh. Yes, that's what Caleb says, watch at the end, which is the point. He, say, he tells you two things in the, in, the, in the show, which is listen carefully, because you, really you have to really listen to what he's doing and watch it all the way to the end where he, he tells you why he did everything he did. And he makes a very interesting point that at first I wasn't sure I agreed with, but it sure made me think. And I'm still not 100% sure I agree with it, but I'm glad he made that point. I really am. I'm, I'm, I, you don't. You can admire and, and appreciate things without agreeing with them, people. You can admire it. You can. You can. Uh, you know, like like it could be like. A, a, you can appreciate someone's point of view, and and it will change yours, even if you don't fully agree with it. That so, you know, Pauline and I were out doing a book tour, and right. and and she, she, I got to know her point of view a lot more clearly because of it. And I thought, oh, I really admire this. I don't, I don't agree mm-hmm. entirely, but I admire the, the, the thinking and the perspective. And, and I always assume that we'll all get to sort of some sort of synthetic middle ground with all these different ideas, which makes us all better and smarter. Right. And, and we're not robots then, you know? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're yeah. human beings with free will, which is good. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to say one of my other predictions is that the bridges and roads will get, um, safer because there's going to be a lot of work done on that. Oh, we're going to have an infrastructure bill. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then that? trains will be safer too, so oh, that our railroads will, will be will safer. Will we get some fast trains in here? Yes, we're going to get some finally? good trains and safe that? trains. And so I'm excited about, I like to ride the trains. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Caleb, anything from your standpoint before we wrap things up here? Uh, no, nothing from me. Oops. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is Caleb going to stay in Alabama? <laughs> Clicking. Um, Maybe for an, at least a next year. I yeah, think so. mm-hmm. that's for sure. We're yeah, liking it here. How long are you going to stay up there? Mm-hmm. You liking it? Okay, well, Caleb has no plans to move away. Maybe at least go to for now, yeah. Letting the baby, yeah, you know. Can... Here, I have yeah. my, uh, here's my my Camden update photo of the day here. This is him making his cute oh, face. This is baby. We can't see it because we're not getting any return. We're just yes. getting... Oh, us, darn so it. Well, I'll tell you, he, this is a photo of the cutest baby in the world. He's on your screen now. <laughs> and uh, now true. I will transition back. Although we saw we saw a, a competitor at the wedding today, Susan. We saw a competing baby at the wedding today. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, B-World says, I disagree with the delivery. This is about Chappelle. It's not great to compare social problems saying one is worth more than the other. If the truth wish is equality, be world. I think you're. I think you're over in a different zone. That from what he was talking about, what he was saying. I don't want to get too deep into it, but what he was saying is that uh, African Americans of African descent have been fighting a, a special problem for hundreds of years, and he was a little jealous of the fact that LGBTQ plus community could make such progress so fast. And then he went on to make a point about that. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay. Let's start with, uh, I'm looking more your stuff is all right. We're going to wrap this up. Anything else from any last words? Anything, no, thank you. Anything I should know, uh, well, what's, well, I'm, I feel very strongly that financially you and Susan are going to do very well. Good. Thank you for that. As a team here, as a team member. It is a team. Yes. Yeah. It is. And that, uh, you, you, Thanks to your mom's house. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dr. Durant. Thank you, mom's house. But, but you know, I, Susan has been managing our stuff for a while. They're doing an exceptionally good yeah, job. Yeah, she's good. And yeah. she's got an intuition about it. It's, so it it's seems a, it's, to be 
really good. It's a different way. I'm very Mm -hmm. rigid about it. She's holistic about it. So yes. And your kids are amazing. Paulina, I just had the pleasure of spending some time with her at the wig party. And um, she's definitely a leader with her own mind and the boys are doing amazing. So I think that your family wise are doing great. And um, like I said, you've got a couple of new projects coming up that'll be really fun for you too. Tom Cigars wants to know if she can read them over Twitch chat. Tom Cigars, right now? (laughs) You want? Oh, listen, I'm. We'll talk about that off the off the air. Maybe Tom's is possible. And uh, Mm -hmm. hey, Hitler, I'm seeing you guys. And those of you from Mom's house know what that is. Okay, Susan. All right, so Susan's gonna. Susan does work with Rebecca and other folks quite a bit on a on a podcast. She's gonna bring back to life um one day one day soon evidently um i do uh okay okay i hear you b world i hear you I, you don't like his delivery and and i get that um and uh who is that somebody's asking if i'm reading comments off twitch i'm doing the best i can it's moving kind of quickly so i'm trying to any other physicians in my family uh diane yes my uncle was a psychiatrist no. uh, <laughs> will we will we have any other physicians well, he did. The question was, any other physicians in your family? Son. Sons, no. Uncle, yes. Uh, and that was just these two generations. We were we were Ukrainian refugees from the Ukrainian genocide. Ended up in Chicago. Lived. My parents. My dad lived in sort of a ghetto. And that family's dream was both sons would be a doctor, and you know, get out of the Jewish ghetto. And they did, and then I became one too. And I'm not sure we're going to keep that that thread going much longer. What do you think? Oh, what do you think, Rebecca? Um, More physicians in the family? I don't think your children, like you said, but I do feel one grandchild. Yes, the possibilities will take that on. Interesting. Very well done. All right. Well, thank you all for being here today. Happy Halloween, everyone. This is a really fun Halloween show. Cassandra Peterson, thank you. Please all support her by getting the book. Uh, Again, let me read the title of the book just so I get everything out here. You put it up there, Caleb, if you don't mind. the book is true yours cruelly elvira memoirs of the mistress <laughs> of the dark uh we've t- given you where you can find uh rebecca if you like her and just have a great weekend everybody enjoy halloween uh there's susan thank you susan thank you caleb and i will leave it at that we'll see you on monday is that right everybody am i looking at monday correctly yes. we've got a big week next week with guests let me review what that is very quickly we have, uh, I know we have Renee. Uh, if they go to youtube.com slash Dr. Drew, I actually already scheduled all of them. Wednesday so they can go and click one. to get reminders on every new uh, guest that's coming up almost for the entire month coming up. They can see the whole lineup. Perfect. We have a big lineup coming up. It includes, it includes Arthur Kaplan, the ethicist, Vinay Prasad, the great oncologist researcher who's been, whose pen has been on fire lately and has been getting a lot of heat for that um that's on tuesday but you can see it all there check it all out at uh again where is it uh they're all lined up at youtube.com slash dr drew okay perfect and we'll see you all on monday thank you so much ask dr drew is produced by caleb nation and susan pinsky as a reminder the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care diagnosis or treatment this show is intended for educational and informational purposes only I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.